0: What, 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 welcome to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast.
1: First Seed Fantasy
0: Podcast. Podcast. We're here to help you claim the first seed in all your leagues.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome to a another week of First Seed Fantasy. I am Kyle Krajewski, joined by beautiful and lovely as always, Zach Cole. Uh, I am on vacation this week, so the backdrop is a little bit different. But Zach is in the comfort of his own home. And so, Zach, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm, I, as you mentioned, I'm sitting here in the battle cave. I'm uh, ready to get into uh, what we got planned today. And hopefully we can get in and out of here quick so you can get back to enjoying that vacation.
1: Sounds like a plan to me. Uh, on the docket today, we're going to kind of be outlining draft strategies. And since we are just two people, uh, we're just going to outline two draft strategies and kind of tackle that in a, a viewpoint of a good old mock draft. We're going to just basically run through a 12-team a PPR mock draft, a, a quick little 10-teamer uh, or a twelve round 10-rounder um, just to kind of get a quick basis of a, a general idea of a draft strategy. And Zach and I have a a predetermined idea of what strategy we're going to start with and outline in this video. But I think what I always like to kind of highlight is try not to corner yourself into your drafts with a specific draft strategy. Uh, And with that in mind, we're not revealing our draft strategy because it could get to one of our picks and it's just like, well, I can't do that. Uh, anymore really because that no longer exists or there are better players available so let me showcase this one instead uh so we have a general idea of which one we're targeting but if not we're going to pivot uh if need be but i think we're we're looking pretty safe here uh zach is drafting from pick six and i am drafting from pick 12 at the turn and zach without further ado i'm going to get this started
0: Let's run it. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah, I, we see see Kelsey go off the board at three overall. There, what do you think about that?
1: I love it personally, um, but I, I think what I've always been saying, or I've been saying this summer so far, is I feel like Kelsey's going to find himself in that top three, uh, whether you like it or not um So seeing him at three there is just just makes sense to me.
0: It just honestly, it really scares Travis Kelsey scares me for n- no legitimate reason other than the fact that like I don't want to be the guy that the year he starts to decline, I don't want to be the guy that's spending up this heavily on him. You know, it's it's no secret that he is kind of getting a little bit on the older side. He's age thirty three this year, and it, it just it, it scares me. I mean, I know he's a difference maker at the position, and he's. Far and away the best tight end in fantasy right now, but that 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 little shadow of a doubt's in the back of my mind all the time. So uh, that's just kind of why I tend to to fade him just just a little bit, not not so high as three, I should say.
1: Yeah, I I get you there, where it's like I don't want to get stuck with him and spending a high draft cost on him uh, on a potential year where he declines, but I on a tight end I, nonetheless. Too yes, I just don't see that happening. Uh, at least not this year, not until Kansas City gets a stud replacement. Um, So for me personally, until then, I'm riding Kelsey, unless it's like four years down the line. Then i will be like, all right, I think it's about time.
0: Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, Kyle, let me ask you a question uh, here with this draft board. Are we looking at half PPR or full PPR or just standard? Sorry,
1: full PPR, uh, 12-team. I think it's just two run yeah, two running backs, two receivers, single flex, quarterback, tight end uh and then three bench spots. So PPR, two wide receiver.
0: Okay. Well, with my pick here, um you can see Jamar Chase is sitting on the board here and that's that's probably where I would go here, but as Kyle mentioned, we want to we want to start working and flirting with some different strategies. So I'm actually going to go with the the PPR god himself. He's Christian McCaffrey, number two. I'm going to take Austin Eckler. Uh, and for nothing else other than that, just high level of target share that he's going to see uh, week in and week out, you can you can guarantee or you can count on him to, to get plenty of receptions in the passing game. And I think he's just about as safe as it gets. I mean, last year he saw 127 targets. So, for me, I think that that gives him such a nice, safe floor that I feel great taking him in the first round.
1: Eckler's a guy that I – You could draft him 101, and I wouldn't argue with that because, I mean, he was the RB1 last year and uh, looks incredible. So I feel like that top six there, which is McCaffrey, Jefferson, Kelsey, Hill, Cup, Eckler, uh, add in Chase there, I feel like those top seven guys are kind of like a bona fide top seven and you can't go wrong choosing any of them.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. I'm here at pick 12 on the clock. And since I have the two picks here, I'm not going to take... I'll do it, just to kind of announce the draft strat I went into this expecting to do. Uh, early QB, taking Patrick Mahomes, um, kind of nailing him, I guess focusing on a early QB strategy, just to kind of showcase what a team may look like, uh, especially drafting in the, the later part of the round. I personally don't like Mahomes in the first round or maybe even like the first few picks in the second. Uh, that's my personal opinion, but I mean, that doesn't mean it's not going to work. That doesn't mean you have to hate it. That just is a personal opinion of mine. I'm not ideally doing that, but at the same time, I totally understand why it would, why somebody would want him on their roster to begin with. And since he's being taken this high, why you may have to do so and why you may have to, uh, Uh, Take him at this turn. Um, But regardless, I'm going early QB, taking Mahomes. I do believe he's going to be the QB one. So if you want that early QB, don't fault. I don't fault you at all for taking him. And I'm just going to showcase what that roster looks like. And instead of looking at these three wide receivers that are sitting here in Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Adams, I really like what Nick Chubb has potentially be this season, and I think he could be a top three running back. Uh, I think his potential involvement in the passing game and the potential, I I guess just increased workload that he'll have, uh, just uh, I love it. I'm excited for Chubb this season. So uh, give give, give me him as my RB1 so I now have Mahomes and Chubb.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great pick, Kyle. And and just to to hit back on Mahomes real quick, you mentioned thinking of him as the QB one this year. He uh, finished, I believe, if I'm correct, and I'm quoting the fantasy footballers here. He finished as a QB one 15 times last season, which is just you know that's that's incredible. I mean, that's that's just difference making right there. So, um, coming back to my pick, you can see on the board there, uh, Kyle's pick of Nick Chubb was followed by. Two or three receivers and two running backs, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Josh Jacobs. And full disclosure, Josh Jacobs was the guy that I was eyeballing with my next pick here. Uh, I was kind of shooting for a robust running back strategy where I was going to load up with running back early um, and, and kind of fill in the blanks after that. But obviously the board didn't fall to me that way here. Uh, so I'm staring at three receivers followed by two quarterbacks and then some running backs and some tight ends. And For me, honestly, I think I'm actually leaning towards going ahead and taking a receiver here. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be locked out of my uh, running back early strategy. I think I'm just going to kind of transfer towards a hero running back strategy where I'm taking one running back who's going to kind of carry the workload for me uh, and then in the later round kind of pick up some other guys to help fill in that second spot. So for me here, I'm taking a look at these next three wide receivers that are on the board in Devonte Adams, Garrett Wilson, and Jalen Waddle, and you know what, Kyle? I think I'm going to buy into the hype train a little bit, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Garrett Wilson here with this pick. Um, I've seen Ooh. nothing but good things about him coming out of camp. I saw people consider him to be, you know, the the next closest thing to Justin Jefferson, and all kinds of just fluff talk, you know. But I, I really, really like uh, Garrett Wilson, and I think that he's just going to continue to grow in his role and be even better with Aaron Rodgers this year. So a consistent quarterback really should push him over the top, I think. So after that pick, you can see Devonte Adams, Ramondre Stevenson, the two quarterbacks, Allen and Hertz, uh, Andrews, a tight end, came off the board, Pollard, Higgins, Olave, and then Najee Harris. And now it is back to my pick. And uh, again, I'm staring down the, the barrel of a couple running backs here that I don't necessarily love, and I'm kind of glad that I pivoted on my strategy here. Um, there is a guy that I do absolutely love who is actually Devontae Smith, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think if if people take a look at his splits from last year, he was just incredible down the stretch when you really, really needed him to to drop great weeks for you in fantasy. I mean, towards the end of the season, 13, 20, 31, 17, 17, 21, he just really went on a tear at the end of the year last year. And that was when you could tell he was really kind of getting comfortable in that offense. So, for me, I think I'm going to pivot here. Again, I mentioned I'm going with the hero running back strategy. I got Eckler first, paired him with Wilson, uh, a, a huge should be a huge PPR guy. And uh, with Devontae Smith, I think that gives me a nice, safe floor at the receiver position week in and week out.
1: Dude, I love that duo of running backs for, or, I guess, wide receivers for you. Uh, Garrett Wilson has that huge potential. Uh, with the new QB and Devontae Smith uh, – I think could easily be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Uh, Great duo of a pick. Uh, And I'm sitting here after Zach's pick, Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf went, and then we saw two QBs and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow go. And then Jameer Gibbs and Brees Hall off the board, making me stare at a a group of guys I have quite a bit of interest in. And I'm going to take the guy who has shown us he can do it. Uh, and I believe is going to wind up being a, another focal point in this offense, <laughs> kind, of behind, kind of behind the RB one. And that is Debo Samuel. Mm. I feel like, I, I mean, I feel like San Fran's just going to score and I feel like their QB situation is going to have to force them to be, uh, I guess, I guess figure out other ways to score. And to me, that's—I mean—that just showcases McCaffrey and Debo, and the two can, the two of them can score any which way, and because of that, I feel like the two of them are going to score plenty of fantasy points.
0: You know, Kyle, it's—it's it's never really a great way to draft, but I think Debo Samuel, especially in the first couple of weeks, could see really, really inflated value until. Uh, purdy or until lance or whoever really steps up and solidifies himself as that quarterback one because we've seen in the past that Debo samuel can play that gadget player type of role where he's getting cross bucket yeah. uh you know rushes he's getting taking end rounds things things like that and uh i, I think he could really demand some great value early on in the season so i think that's a, a fantastic pick
1: now i'm sitting here I don't love the running backs that are sitting here Um, as much as I love to kind of, I guess, double up in the first few rounds. uh, I think I'm very much staring at what is specifically known as the RB dead zone. I don't have a ton of excitement here. And I think what I've kind of learned to, I guess, realize out of this dead zone is a lot of these guys, we've already seen what they're capable of. We've already seen that Aaron Jones is just kind of pretty good, but he's not going to be the RB1. He's had that opportunity. Same with Joe Mixon. Uh, Kenneth Walker and ETN are kind of the exciting new toys here still. Uh, but even then, I feel like they're still hitting a limit with the rookie running backs on their team. Yeah. And then J.K. Dobbins could uh, very well find himself injured again. Uh, and I love Dobbins a lot this year, but not here as my uh, – in the fourth round, maybe later in the fourth, early fifth. Um, but because of that, I'm looking at wide receivers, and I'm going to take a guy uh, – I'm typically I'd take Calvin Ridley here. Love me some Ridley. But I'm going to take a guy on another offense that I think is going to take a huge jump this season, Keenan Allen. I feel like the Chargers are just in line to uh, offensively just explode. Um, I feel like the addition of offensive coordinator Kellen Moore uh, just uh, can bring a lot of life to the Chargers offense and a lot of life that they need, that they have the capabilities of having. Uh, Similar to Jacksonville, I feel like both these, the Chargers and Jaguars, are going to uh, just explode offensively. Uh, And because of that, I'm happy with uh, just offensive weapons on both teams. But give me Keenan Allen here.
0: What's funny is Kyle, when you were introducing Debo Samuel, I actually thought you were talking about Keenan Allen the first time. I was <laughs> it was integral to his offense behind wide or running back one, blah blah, you know, and I, I was like, oh, he's talking about Keenan Allen. And then you took then you took Debo Samuel, He threw me for a curveball. But I love the picks back to back. I think that's a, a nice duo. Uh coming into my pick here, we went three running backs in a row, ETN, Aaron Jones, Kenneth Walker, followed by two tight ends, TJ Hawkinson and George Kittle. Now for me, coming on the board here, just to kind of give everyone some point of reference, off throughout the offseason, I've been doing a lot of three-receiver mock drafts. So I'm immediately in the kind of frame of mind where I'm trying to attack receiver hard and get a lot of receiver depth on my team specifically. Um, so immediately I'm looking at, you mentioned him, Calvin Ridley, uh, Amari Cooper, guys of that caliber who I tend to, to take a lot of on my teams. Um, but I'm actually going to go elsewhere, and I'm going to stick with my my hero RB strategy. So I'm going to continue just leaning on Austin Eckler and waiting at least another round here. Uh, and I'm actually going to take a guy who I have a, a, a personal little bit of a bromance with, and that's Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Mm. He uh, came out and said he's already one of the top 10 or top five greatest running quarterbacks of all time or something like that. Uh, you could tell he's clearly buying into the – the running back, the quarterback running back, you know, combination duo thing. So I, I really love him here. And I, I think that he's going to provide me a lot of upside in the back er, in out of the backfield week in and week out um, as a quarterback. So I'm really looking forward to having him here.
1: Beautiful. Welcome to, I guess, the quarterback club. Uh, you <laughs> and three, four, five other teams as well as I um love field um i I feel like his i mean you nailed it the rushing potential is huge
0: and you know that
1: uh it's big
0: and it's interesting kyle we've almost seen like a renaissance in the early quarterback uh draft strategy because for a couple years and i don't know maybe 2018 19 maybe even as early as 16 17 we were waiting until the 13th 14th round to take these quarterbacks You know, the Stafford when he was in Detroit or Roethlisberger when he was on the Steelers on the older side. Like there were these guys that no one wanted. They weren't sexy, but they were there so, so late, you know, and yeah. they gave you great upside week in and week out. But I think that we're seeing a shift in the, in the value of quarterbacks in fantasy where you need to take one early if you want to, if you want to, you know, capitalize at that position. So sure you can wait, but it, it almost benefits people to go early quarterback now, which is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it's really shifted. I mean, even just like two years ago, we saw only like, uh, I could be lying, but like four quarterbacks were being taken uh, in the first four rounds. Mm -hmm. And now after uh, middle of the fifth, we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, seven quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, it's definitely shifting forward. And I feel like that's just because everybody wants one of these quarterbacks. So they're taking them, and then you reach the next round, and everybody's just like, wait a minute, I want a quarterback, too. And it kind of, like, shifts everything a little bit forward. So it's almost like every time there's an early QB like Mahomes, then the next tier follows shortly after, and then everybody else just kind of bunches up forward. So I I blame Mahomes, but realistically, it's just (laughs) everybody wants a quarterback, uh, and I don't blame them because a lot of these guys have uh, just high potential, high ceilings.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so getting to my pick here, I'm going to stick still with my hero RB strategy, mostly because two of the guys that I was targeting just went off the board there. Uh, I was looking for either Mixon or Sanders to fall back to me here in the fifth round. Uh, Sanders had a better shot ADP-wise, but you can see he went off the board there. They actually went to the same team. That team's got quite the the nice team going on without any receivers, but uh, team one, I like that. McCaffrey, Hurts, Andrews, Mixon, and Sanders. But anyhow... Uh, So I'm looking at the board here, and there's not a whole lot of inspiring running backs um, popping up towards the top of the draft board. Guys like DeAndre Swift, Alexander Madison, uh, Dalvin Cook, who still hasn't signed yet, Cam Akers, uh, and James Conner are all sitting on the board here. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and take a look at receiver, because I think there's some greater value there, especially PPR-wise. And a guy that's drawn my attention is someone I really rarely take in mock drafts, and I'm trying to kind of warm myself up on him a little bit. And that's Jerry Judy, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Uh, He's really had a nice season last year. And I think people kind of forget that, especially coming down towards the end of the season when they filed, filed, fired Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, He really kind of came into his own. We saw him having games of 10, 33, 14, 17, 10, 24. He he was doing positive things. And he actually ended up finishing up, up as a wide receiver, two on the season. The wide receiver, 22 overall in PPR. So, I think for him to be my flex and add to this trio of young receivers that I got, or this duo now a trio of young receivers that I got going on here, I think the sky's the limit for the Denver Broncos offense. And just pairing these three together, I think gives me a really, really safe PPR base.
1: For sure. And you've got, I mean, you've got youth in your wide receiver room and (laughs) hopefully
0: uh, youth means
1: no injuries. (laughs) Well, let's hope. Let's really hope. So, I'm up here now. I've got I've got my homes. I've got my running back, and I've got my two receivers. And for me, not loving these run wide receivers. At least these top three right now. Especially considering I already have Debo and Keenan Allen uh, eyeing up Iuke and Mike Williams. So I'm gonna probably eye up the running back position, and that's only because I like the few guys that are listed here. Uh, Not because I'm looking at my roster and saying, oh, I have an empty running back spot. Um, Don't draft like that. Don't fill your roster. Take some very good guys. Uh, Don't look and say, wait a minute, I don't have a second running back and I'm taking another receiver. Never mind. Try not to do that. Um, You just kind of find yourself filling your roster with guys you don't need. Um, But I'm here. I'm looking at running back. I like Alexander Madison. I'm not excited about him, but I am excited about good old Cam Akers. I think that's a, a Zach, my guy this season. So I love don't think it. he really has to chime in here other love than it. that, that quick love it. Uh, Cam Akers <laughs> is in line for uh, a lot of touches, a lot of carries in this Rams offense that I think will, I, I feel like they have to do better than they did last year because last year almost felt like rock bottom for Stafford and, uh, McVeigh's offense as a whole. Uh, so with the healthy cup, I feel like the ball is just going to be moving a lot easier. Uh, and because of that, I think Akers is going to find himself in the end zone and gaining more yards, just a, a lot more fluidly. Um, and then I end up tight end again, not because it's an empty spot, but because I really like Dallas Goddard uh, taking him as my tight end. I feel like, I mean, I, you don't draft Jalen Hurts in the second round expecting his receivers to be bad. Uh, I like Goddard. Last year, he was the – I should know off the top of my head. Boo, boo, boo. Last year, he was the tight end 12, which you don't love. But I, you're looking at his player card, he missed five games right there. Yeah, And uh, you get a full healthy season of Goddard, uh, a healthy target share in this Philly offense. I love it. I think he's an easy, consistent tight end to have and just insta start uh, every week, which uh, in fantasy is a huge benefit to any roster because then you're not looking for scraps uh, in the graveyard um, mm-hmm. of the tight end wasteland. So give me Goddard.
0: That's yeah, a fantastic. He was so fun to to own in a couple leagues last year at a roster in a couple leagues. He, um, I, when he was not hurt, he was electric on the field. He was getting targets left and right. Uh, you can see there he had a couple weeks of, of you know high, high fantasy performances. It was just very, very nice to, to have him in my roster. So I love that pick. Uh, and coming back around here, I, I swear they know I'm going here, RB, and they're forcing me to stick to it here, Kyle. Uh, we saw four <laughs> running backs come off the board and four guys – uh, that I was a little a little interested in. Um, I would say outside of Dalvin Cook, I was particularly interested in Madison. Connor was my main target, uh, and David Montgomery is a guy that I love throwing on teams late because uh, I think he's just going to be a touchdown hog this year. So I'm kind of looking at the board, and as you were as you were talking there and breaking down your pick, I was trying to think of where I wanted to go, and I almost wish this was a super flex league or a two QB league, but he wouldn't be here in that situation because I would take Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a screaming value at this point, but I'm obviously going to have to pass on him. Uh, And I'm actually taking a look to keep fulfilling my hero RB strategy. And I'm going to bring in a couple guys now and just throw some guys on my team where I'm shooting for upside and I'm shooting for guys that are going to just pop off in that RB two position. You know, if they pan out great, if they don't, that's why I have the hero RB. I'm hoping the hero RB can take on almost like a one and a half load for my two RB slots. So I just need a half an RB in the other spot. So with all that being said, uh, I'm actually going to take a guy who not too long ago, maybe last year, maybe the year before, was being taken as a top six, top five, top four pick. Uh, and he's kind of fallen from grace a little bit. He had a bad year last year, a couple injury weeks, a couple just weird weeks. It was just an ugly season, gotten into some legal trouble in the offseason. That's Alvin Kamara. I think this offense is going to be so much better than it was last year. And I think that there's going to be a lot of room for him to succeed in both the passing game or the receiving game, I should say, and the running game. They brought in other pieces to help take the focus off of just him. So to me, I think that opens up a lot of doors and, and he should be uh, really, really stellar in, in the rush game this year. So I, I love taking Alvin Kamara late. And I to me, he's a lottery ticket. If he pans out, you could be getting a, a top two round talent. If he doesn't. Oh well, I took him in the sixth round, you know, and that's 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 a point where I'm okay with missing on a guy.
1: Yeah, Khmer is a guy. Uh, this late in the draft, uh, the dart throw is uh, an easy one to take for me um, because the upside is huge, and yeah. the downside is you wait a little bit with a suspension, and then you still get a startable running back. Uh, yeah. So I feel like yeah, for me, the risk is worth what he could potentially be um so give me i'm with you that was a great pick uh give me kamara especially for a your rb2 solid pick
0: well thank you sir well and looking here i I think that even if kamara uh when you're taking him at this point you're probably expecting a suspension but there's no there's been real no confirmation of whether he's going to see any any time off the field or Anything like that. So, worst case, you're taking this guy who, without that possibility, could be a third or fourth rounder, and you're getting him to two or three rounds later. So, at this point, I think you're getting him at a screaming discount. So, I, I love taking him here. But, taking a look at running back, or well, let me preface where I was going with this first. Next on the board, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wide receivers in a row. And I would love to roster about five out of the seven of them. But this is only a two-wide yeah. receiver uh, two wide receiver um, roster with the flex spot, and I've filled out all three of those already. Now, like you mentioned, Kyle, that's not really the way to draft is filling out your starting roster. But in my mind, I like to kind of prioritize where I need depth. And for me right now, having a guy like we just talked about that could be potentially suspended and only having two running backs on my roster, I'm kind of prioritizing running back right now. And there's one guy here. Uh, in in this next chunk of players that I see as being a step above uh, the rest of the running backs that are remaining, and that's running back James Cook for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Cook, great pick. to me, I, I think we saw great things from him uh, down down towards the end of the season last year. He was starting to get some uh, a little more work in the receiving game. Nothing crazy, but, I mean, he had a couple games with with two or three catches, and he even had one where he ended up with six catches in a game and uh to me i think that that's just a a good sign that they were ready to use him a little bit more you can see ended up with a couple double digit games toward the end of the season it was almost like they were trying to break him in uh to this offense and they have him there along with damian harris who should be their bruiser back in between the tackles on first and second down you bring in cook as a reception guy on third down or on longer downs and i really really like the value with him i think. I keep saying in PPR, but I mean, man, that's it makes a big difference. I think a PPR Cook is going to really, really, really do a nice job.
1: Yeah, I feel like Cook's going to have just such a useful year, uh, both for the Bills and for fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be uh, just used, and that's what you look for in a productive offense with the running back. I mean, even just the guy that was taken right before him in Isaiah Pacheco, if if he plays the season or if he. Doesn't wind up on the pup like they're saying. Um, either way, I, I feel like Cook, the running back on a productive offense, is always a great fantasy asset. Uh, and Cook yeah. is kind of uh, in line to be that guy. So, great pick. I'm on the clock again, and you highlighted it. I think this range of wide receivers is great and incredible. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can totally do what team one did here where it's just load up on every other position and then just go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver in rounds like five through eight or five through nine. And all of them uh, are appealing. None of them are like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, gotta, gotta gotta get a wide receiver. Uh, You are looking at a full slate of guys that have upside proven talent and just have potentially good seasons or look like they could have good seasons, hmm. uh, so that's where I'm setting my sights on this round and actually probably these next two rounds. As I, I'm sit here with the turn, I'm going to take the two guys I really like, and that is Christian Kirk of Jacksonville Jaguars this season. Excellent I'm going to continue yeah. to continue to preach this uh, all off season. The Jaguars are in line for a huge. Uh, jump in production Uh, so I'm just snatching all uh, wider offensive talent in this team or on that team. Uh, I know I skipped on ETN earlier but I just love the passing offense just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike Evans going at 709 is a crime. I feel like he should be two rounds earlier kind of floating around Drake London, Christian Watson either way I upset that I missed out on him but instead I'm taking Jahan Dotson as a wide receiver too this year, uh, last year he showed flashes when he was healthy that he uh, could be great. And I feel like the number two to Terry McLaurin is the perfect, I guess, launch pad for his career. I feel like Dotson's in line for a, a great year, and I, I'm taking a ton of Dotson at this area.
0: Those were two phenomenal picks. I got, I got to give you credit on that. that. That makes me happy seeing those two fall to you. Uh, I love your roster build so far. I Shoot, i uh, wish I had your team. Uh, all right, so <laughs> coming into my pick here, you we see Addison went off the board right after, followed by Tua, Traylon Burks, Antonio Gibson, and Kadarius Toney. Uh, Kyle, I think something else to mention is I think right, right where you took Kirk and Dotson, uh, and you mentioned Mike Evans and JSN, I think they fall in there too. Mm-hmm. I think there's a tear break. Um, And I I think that those four guys are a step above me for me personally, um, guys like Pickens, Burks and Tony. I think that they kind of fall in in that risky tier, you know, where uh, Kirk Dotson, JSN, Mike Evans and Addison. I think that they're more guaranteed things than some of those than those other three names I mentioned than Pickens, Burks and Tony. So I really like that you were able to snag two of those guys in that in that tier above there. Oh, coming down to me. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I I need a tight end here. Uh, And lucky for me, there's three of them that are staring me in the eye right now. And uh, I'm actually going to buy in with you, Kyle. I'm going to get in on the Jacksonville offense myself uh, with Evan Ingram, the tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He just uh, came to an extension for three years. A pretty healthy one, if I remember right, 42 million, 42 and a half million. So he's uh, he's being well paid. And he was he popped off last year. He had a couple of absurd weeks where he was just hauling in touchdowns. Uh, he had two touchdowns and 162 yards and 11 catches. I mean, he, 39 points. I was a, a weak winner for him in week, what was that, uh, 14. 14. Uh, so, you know, he's got that upside, and I, I think that he can really tap into that again this year. Uh, especially second year in an offense, everyone's a little more comfortable. And like I am I mentioned in last week's episode or the week before, I really accept, expect Trevor Lawrence to take a leap to just a level we haven't seen yet to be up in that category with Burrow, with Mahomes, with with the greats right now. So um, coming back to me though, I'm taking a look and I got three receivers. I got three running backs. I got a quarterback. I got a tight end. So I, I'm really pretty free to go anywhere on the board here. Uh, and I just want to mention two names uh, and the first of which is Khalil Herbert, the running back for the Chicago Bears. Uh, I saw his name trending on Twitter a little bit the other day because people were comparing him to, oh, I'm gonna blank now. It was someone from last year, and uh, it it'll come back to me eventually. But he's the like the perfect buy low opportunity. He's got all the all the possibility in the world he's got all the the carry share in the world coming his way with david montgomery leaving i know that they brought in or they drafted roshan johnson and they brought in deontay foreman but there's a reason foreman's a journeyman there's a reason roshan johnson's a rookie you know this guy has been there and when he got the opportunity in the past couple seasons he really popped off when he got that opportunity so i think herbert's uh, a very good running back, and and I'm excited to see what he can do this year. He's a guy that I do love to take when I kind of fade running back early and I look for them later. Um, another name is Samaje Ryan who is uh, yeah. probably going to end up being the starter for the Denver Broncos early on this season uh, with the questionable nature of, of uh, Javante Williams' leg injury. Um, uh, again, quoting the fantasy footballers, but I think Jason Moore – um explained Javante's knee injury as a knee explosion so um you know that's that's never a really good thing so we can we're we're gonna have to see where that kind of goes but all that is just to say that I am actually going to take wide receiver here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, a strategy that I love here and Kyle and I talked about this pre-show a little bit but I love taking receivers late and especially rookie wide receivers and there's a rookie here that's staring me in the face Zay Flowers for the Baltimore Ravens. I I don't see how Zay Flowers is not the number one target outside of Mark Ingram in Baltimore. Uh, he's competing, well, he's sharing the offensive targets with uh, a banged up Rashad Bateman and old Odell Beckham. I, I just don't see any way that this young explosive Debo Samuel esque type player is coming into this offense and is not going to demand a target share immediately. He's been praised all offseason he's working with lamar in the offseason i just think he's he's primed to go crazy this year i i love him
1: yeah great uh i guess great duo of picks uh you know you've got you know you have my uh sign off on evan ingram uh, and say flowers <laughs> i think we've talked about him before but he just has an easy, easy path to uh, a leading target here outside yep. of uh, Mark Andrews in the Baltimore offense. Uh, yep. Excited for him, excited for his potential and great pick. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at uh, I have two running backs on my roster. I need more and because of that, I I don't I don't love the wide receivers that are chilling right here. So, I'm going to double up here at the turn. Uh, with two running backs I'm excited about this year, who I think are uh, just late-round values, I guess you can say. Uh, we touched on one, so I'll highlight him first. Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, I just feel like his workload and potential early on in the season is, uh, I don't want to say guaranteed, but uh, just insight. Um, with Javante Williams still kind of, I mean, he's going to come in probably – be healthy, but I don't think they'll be super committed to him. I don't see why they would have brought in P. Ryan as a backup to not be a ready backup. Uh, I can just totally picture P. Ryan stepping in, uh, having a role uh, immediately, and maybe as the season goes on, I entirely under Sean Payton expect that to kind of be a dual, dual-headed backfield uh, with P. Ryan and Williams just kind of both having a uh, market share and touches and just kind of opportunities galore uh, split between the both of them. So give me P Ryan. And the next guy I'm taking is a rookie, but not Devin, a I am going with Zach Charbonnet. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, it's I, S- S- <laughs> Seattle loves their running backs. Uh, and they also love to score with Geno Smith. So I, uh, Charbonnet steps into a position where he could play. He's not guaranteed any touches, but I I think um, JJ Zacharyson kind of did a I guess an outline of rookie running backs and them. I guess the later round rookie running backs tend to perform better um, when you're making these picks, just because later on in the season they Uh, Most, I guess for the most part step into roles or find their position in the offense and then that's when they show up and they they ball out Mm -hmm. Uh, and I guess because of that I'm taking Charbonnet or even just rookie running backs later in the drafts uh, I guess all together because they're dart throws that are more exciting and more fun and then you find yourself week eight you've already you can they're you're drafting them to sit on your bench so they can sit there and Four weeks into the season, now they're starting to blow up, and you're just like, cool, I've got these guys. Um, yeah. I And I just feel like Seattle uh, is going to have a repeat year last year where they are good, and because of that, um, give me some uh, running power on that team.
0: Absolutely, and I I, I love the pick. I, I think that Charbonnet and Walker are going to be an insane one-two, and I think you – I think Seattle's going to score points, and I think both of them are going to find the end zone a good amount. So I think that's a great pick, especially late on, later on, to take that lottery ticket on a rookie. All right, um, taking a look. I was trying to decide between a receiver and a running back. Again, it's the age-old question, and uh, final pick. for me, I think. Just
1: what you, you say? It is your final pick, so I, I it do want to warn you about.
0: I think I think I got figure it figured out here. I, uh, I'm i actually going to go with a running back. I'll leave my team out at 4-4 four and four here. I, I just want a little more security underneath uh, Cook and Kamara. And I'm going to take a guy who actually, I guess, could probably even qualify as a wide receiver playing running back. And that's Jarek McKinnon, the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, McKinnon was ridiculous at the end of the season last year. He had a, a, a game where he played running back the whole entire game and had 112 receiving yards, which is just absurd. Not to mention he scored uh, a receiving touchdown. And let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six straight games, and one of those games he had a, a rushing touchdown too. So, and that was all at the same time when Isaiah Pacheco was coming into the coming into the fold on the offense. So it's not a question of whether both of them can coexist; they clearly can. I think that the real wrinkle in the Chiefs' offensive backfield is going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and his involvement. Mm-hmm. I think that the uh, Chiefs are almost at a point where they just kind of need to call a bust a bust and move on from him a little bit. But, you know, that's that's me putting my GM hat on. But I, I think that uh, McKinnon is the, the perfect late-round target for – um, a, a team where you're waiting on running back or you're looking for late round running back value because he gives you okay. I, I, I I'm a broken record at this point. He gives you the PPR upside, you know, but he's he's a threat in the receiving game. He's competent in the rushing game. He's playing with Patrick Mahomes. He seems to be on the same wavelength of whenever Mahomes decides he wants to throw it behind his back or between his legs okay. or hook shot it to him. You know, McKinnon's usually there to catch the ball. So I I love taking McKinnon in the 10th round. I think he's great value.
1: Yeah, beautiful value there later in the round, later in the draft, and especially with the, I guess, the recent question marks on Pacheco. uh, You find yourself with a scenario where McKinnon may be the starting running back um, or kind of have a guaranteed spot in this offense. And, man, what a career for McKinnon. Uh, just all over the place, all over the place in the NFL. Uh, injury, yeah. and an injury and yeah, then falling out. yeah, San Francisco. Out.
0: Yeah, crazy.
1: All right. Um, so there it is. Uh, draft board, I guess, complete. Uh, Zach went around with the, the hero RB, taking Eckler, and then not taking another guy. Another running back until round six. And then I sat there with uh, an early QB draft uh, strat. And quite honestly, love it. Um, That looks, I mean, looking at this squad, I am incredibly happy with that. Um, Zach, what's up, man?
0: If there is, uh, let let me just ask you, you could be perfectly happy with your team. And and if that's the case, that's fine. Is there anything that you would change about your team, though, looking at the draft board now? You know, the old shoulda, woulda, coulda game?
1: I think realistically, and this is me just, I guess, not being a fan of the strategy in general, um, I would personally prefer uh, Herbert in the fourth or even Lawrence in the sixth uh, over Mahomes in the first. Uh, And that's just because I would personally rather uh, Lawrence in the sixth and then having gotten – AJ Brown or having the duo of Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry as my running backs. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer that personally. However, I, I still like this team. I'm not looking, I'm not looking at it and I'm upset about it. I'm looking at it. And I'm just like, All right, I'd rather that, but it still looks very good to me.
0: That, that makes total you? sense to me. I get that. Um, I'm taking a look at the board here and, and what's haunting me. And I keep having to remind myself with the roster build in this league. What's haunting me is is Justin Fields in the fourth round, especially seeing Calvin Ridley, Amari uh, Cooper, Mixon, Sanders, and McLaurin all having gone in that turn in between my fourth and fifth round picks there. So if if I could have a do-over, I probably would have waited on quarterback until most likely the last round or the second to last round. Uh, you know, I see Watson going in the eighth there. I saw Geno Smith go there. Aaron Rodgers didn't get taken. He was still on the board. So Especially with um, uh, a Garrett Wilson potential stack with Aaron Rodgers, I think that would have been a more favorable outcome for me. But that's really the only thing I would change. But I, I, I think I, I'm also sleeping on the upside that Fields provides rushing wise. So I, I'm happy with my team. I like how it turned out.
1: Yeah, and and it looks good. So I wouldn't,
0: you shouldn't be complaining about it either way. And the good news is, at the end of the day, it's just a mock.
1: It doesn't Uh, matter. That's
0: the beauty of it.
1: That's the beauty of it. It's just a mock, and that's why you mock. So you kind of get an understanding of uh, what things look like uh, before your actual drafts. So that's what we're here for, too. So I guess you, the viewer, you, the listener, don't have to mock yourself and kind of look at draft boards on your own. Uh, this is our, our, I guess, our gift to you is, is yeah. another look into a mock draft.
0: Just giving you thinking points, right? Absolutely.
1: That's what we're here for. All right, Zach.
0: Let's I've stick I've got a vacation it.
1: to get back to. You do it. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Um, we are First Seed Fantasy. Find us wherever you get your social or podcast or YouTubers uh, at First Seed Fantasy. And if you do so, I'll love you forever. Uh, (laughs) Like, comment, subscribe, rate. It means the world to us. Uh, And tell us whose draft strategy you like the most.
0: Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.